Hi, I'm Patrick John Fluger, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. gonna be all sunshine and roses but i can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride you're saying that with the exception of me you can actually see the aging process on all the actors faces yeah yeah yeah. wow i yeah david is you're saying everyone other than me has aged appropriately in the 10 years. Is that what you're saying? Yes, everyone other than you, you have aged probably double, but everyone other than you has completely just, you know. You've yeah. doubled, but I'm in dog years. But the, the, the interesting thing about 200, as you asked that, that question, and it's, I know everybody's incredibly grateful for it, but there is no, and I mean this sincerely, there has been no, there, from episode 199 or episode 32, there has never been a delineation or a difference of the level of joy that we come to each episode with. So coming into 200, there's not a, there's not a line of demarcation. Is that right, Chris? Is that a word that I just made up? You're exactly right. Okay. So there's no line of demarcation going into 200, except for that. We kind of look at the number and go, wow, we're really grateful. And who knew? Because my wife thought we'd be here for six months. She didn't know the show because I don't let her read anything that I'm working on because she would like have notes for me as an actor and all that stuff. And I don't want you know, uh, because a lot of fuss was made about <clears throat> the the tenth season and the two hundredth episode. I had um, at the beginning of Catcher in the Rye, Holden Caulfield stands on a hill overlooking the campus, trying to get a sense of goodbye for this school that he's about to leave, and he's he's struggling with it. It's a very human moment. I had the same. I had the same experience looking at episode 200 because it felt so much like people were asking us to look at it. So for me, there was the struggle of detaching myself from it enough to look at it and get a feeling for it and get an emotional response to it. And I'm still kind of struggling with it. Beautifully put. I hear that completely. I share in that sentiment. It's like 200 anything. It's kind of like if you eat 200 carrots or like 200 hot dogs. You know, there's a sense of joy about it. And there's also a sense of accomplishment. And there's also a sense of being really bloated and overindulged and um, and overwhelmed by it. So I, I would say there's very much a difference between carrots and hot dogs. Yeah. Uh, now, but now, yes. I was picturing baby carrots in that analogy. Was everybody else? So was I. No, I did not picture like Bugs Bunny, like taking the long carrot down. It was a little bag. Yeah, bag a little hot baby. dogs. You're going to the emergency room. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just a problem. That's yeah. Um, Joe, you were just talking about obviously like recently how you've been going down memory lane, and even the other day when the episode was uh, airing, you tweeted about how you so clearly remember pulling up to the Darden house while you were filming the pilot. And I'm curious for all three of you, like obviously it's been ten years, but like what other memories do you still remember to this day from filming that first episode? The heat. The, the utter thing. <laughs> the, the utter, utter heat. Like that's the first time, you know, when we did the pilot, the weather was like uh weirdly perfect for like the whole week. It was just like the best Chicago week of weather, excuse me, three weeks of weather that you've ever imagined. And then the last two days were bitterly cold. It like dropped to 40 degrees. Well, bitterly cold for us. Um, yeah. not anymore. We're used to it, but 
the first day back, we were doing reshoots for the pilot. It was our very first day working and we had to go do this darting fire. And they threw all that gear on us and the tanks and all this stuff. And it was 105 degrees outside. Like it literally. was not, not, yeah, it didn't yeah, feel it was like literally 120. It would pass out hot. And we were brand new at doing this. So we didn't have protocols in place. We had one man, Steve Chikorotis, looking at everybody's face to see who looked like they were about to pass out. That's how I remember it. Yeah, uh, the, I, guy, the guy who plays Chief Walker on our show is our real, real life uh, Chicago fire chief and consultant and story uh, uh, contributor and all of that. But I remember him just clocking everybody coming up to me and saying, you need to drink this water. I will. No, drink the whole thing right now in front of me. Yeah, 18 so, bottles of water and our socks were wet. My underwear was wet and it was brutal. But we actually, for the first day of the actual series, we've never gotten that hot. We've gotten crazy hot. We never... Cause we all were like, what did we get ourselves into? This is, right. this yeah. is not, yeah. this isn't normal. This isn't. And Dick, what was very explicit that we were going to wear the insulated um, quilting on the inside that, because it looks, it, it makes it look rich and full. And we then we, would, and we, we have never we taken it out. Yeah. We could have bought ourselves a little bit of comfort by unzipping the liner of the, of the bunker coats, but they liked Dick and, and company liked that bulky, feeling you know the way that looks which i will say off though we didn't find ourselves with a, as hot a day ever uh the reverse of that um in the middle of shiberia uh where we were you know trudging through the snow in negative 40 degree weather uh it was also equally brutal like i it's like i i almost would prefer the heat again over that I take oh, God, that was terrible. Take no. Cold. Take the cold. Okay. Sort okay. it out later, fellas. Oh, well, along those lines, like looking back 10 years, is there something you would tell your 10-year-ago self that you know now that you didn't know then? Uh, and I would still have as much anxiety performing in the in the pilot as I do doing episode 200 and, and don't worry you'll never stop being anxious about your work <laughs> I would have told myself don't get too attached to Charlie or Yuri or Lauren that's a great point uh that it, yeah it, it it is it's weird kind of um because you know as an actor somehow you develop these relationships and they 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 cross with your real life and like they inform each other. And, uh, and specifically Charlie and Yuri, I think for the three of us, I mean, Lauren, Lauren was a, you know, whirling dervish all her own. That woman was an experience unlike any other. And she was such a tremendous asset to the show. I think another one of the people that was instrumental in kind of building the energy that our show has. Uh, and I don't think we would have gotten, away with being as raucous as we are and were without her. Um, but Yuri and Charlie, you know, the four five of us uh, sat in that tiny little cramped truck for three years together. Uh, during no heat, the no heat, no air conditioning. Yeah, no heat, no air conditioning, not even a pad on the bench. Uh, and it was, it was the best time of my life. Like, it, like I, I've never laughed harder. 
I've never uh, experienced more joy at a job than in Amen. those three years in that truck. Uh, and so to lose them the way we did was brutal. Br I mean, brutal. Uh, and it's like, it's so hard. And it's so great to see like Charlie getting back in the game and like exploding all over the place. And I'm sure it's only a, a, the um, a matter of time for Yuri to be in the exact same boat. Um, but you gotta stop I, talking I, about this because I'm starting. I, I I have to stop my feelings. And let me throw this out there too, so she doesn't go unmentioned. In the case of Monica, Monica, Raymond, oh, I'm God. kind of surprised that she stayed as long as she did because the, the that woman is um, she is a an entire universe of, of creativity waiting to happen. So uh, she's she's ambitious and she's got the chops and the know-how, the artistic vision to, to do whatever the hell she wants. And uh, so, again, I'm surprised she hung out as long as she did, and she's out there kicking ass as well. Yeah, it surprises no one that Monica is currently the star of and directing in her own series, right? Like, it's like that. It, that's exactly where we knew she'd be, because she's just that talented and that motivated and focused. Yeah. And, and I'm the exact antithesis of Monica, where everyone said, the road is out in front of you. Go shine as a star. And Dave, just take a seat in the back. You should just stay and be happy for the chair that you got and don't plan on going anyplace. Well, that was word for word. That is exactly what we said. I can't believe you remembered it so specifically. It's really incredible. For all of you, your characters have come so far over the years. We have Married Man Mouch, we have Lieutenant Herman, we have um, Cruz with a baby on the way. So what have those journeys meant to you as actors over 200 episodes? Uh, you know, welcoming, you welcome change, you, you know, to go to another place with your character. Sometimes it's more fun to do other ones, but when you get it and you're doing a show over and over and over again and you get something, you go, oh, Kind of doesn't matter exactly what it is, but the change is, is always great. Joe? Yeah, I would say, you know, I, I feel like I'm in a unique position. I actually think that my character has experienced the most growth out of most of the characters on this show. Um, I think uh, I he very much so started off as kind of a man child uh, alongside um, Otis, and he has grown into a person who is, you know, now a member of squad and uh, has his own Society. business uh, and has actually managed to get married and is having a child. And is, you know, it, it, so I do think that it's been it's been great for me because uh, uh, network television, you know, episodic television, no one has any clue where their character is going. Like no one knows from episode to episode or season to season what the arc is going to be unless you're, um, you know, doing Breaking Bad or something like that. Uh, and so it's like everything is a surprise. And it was just been such a phenomenal surprise uh, to see where Cruz has gone over the years. You know, like the character stopped killing people. That was kind of a change, right? That's what I'm saying. He's grown from murderer. Right. To, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, a, a legitimate businessman. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. It was murderer to Zumba instructor to uh, squad member to value member uh, business uh, of the business world and now a father. So yeah, look, a lot of growth. Christian. Oh yes. Um, uh, I, I actually I could not be happier with uh, where they've taken me, especially recently. Um, I 
you know, we're not on a comedy show, but I am a big fan of comedy as, as, as is pretty much the whole group. And I've been lucky enough to be part of the funnier B and C storylines and to get to sort of play in that world. And then I get, you know, the occasional bit of real firefighter hero business. Um, and, you know, I'm closer to a lot, a lot of the, my fellow castmates are launching careers. You know, they're young people. They're, they're looking at that next thing. And I'm sort of like waiting for the Grim Reaper. I'm just kind of comfortably sitting back, wrapping up my career. Um, so I don't mind um, sort of fading a little bit, being the guy on the couch. Occasionally he says something wise. Occasionally it's just baffling. Uh, occasionally he has a sort of childlike understanding of the world. I feel like they've turned, they've made me into a bit of a catch-all where if they have an idea and they can't fit it here or here, it might very well land on my couch. And I'm happy. Because he's capable of everything. The, the character has just enough. He's, the character's not committed to any extreme, really. So no, I'm talking about Christian. I'm talking about Christian's capability as yeah. a performer, right? Like, it's like you can count on Christian to deliver no matter what it is he's given. So that's well, there's why. There's a lot of stuff I can't do. A lot like, well, I'll sometimes I'll just watch Jesse during a take, you know, and I'll think, man, I don't know how I would handle this moment if I were him. And then he does it. And, you know, he's the consummate pro and he just does it and makes it look effortless. And I go, they would have never gotten that out of me. They would have <laughs> never gotten that out of me. Why do you think the show's lasted 10 years? What do you think is the appeal that people just keep coming back to it? I, I think that it comes by, back to a thing that there has been, there was a connection. He, uh, what's the word that Eamon always uses? Uh, not secret. Alchemy. An alchemy. Eamon, yeah, Eamon, the alchemy of like us. Our, our pastor, our godfather. The alchemy that, that occurred in the initial meeting of everybody and that we, I, I think we've been able to maintain, even though we've had changes, we brought in, people uh, to the show that we're, you know, as, as close as you can get in the entertainment world to a family. And that's, that's limited because we all know we're coming and going, but there, there is a, there's been a genuine love between the cast and the crew um, and, and everybody through that. And I, I think, and I don't know the answer for 10 years, but I think that's it. The scripts have been, been lovely. And, but there's, there's never been a foul word spoken on our show you know, between anybody. And that doesn't happen. Uh, you know, it, it should happen all the time, but it just doesn't happen all the time. And our writers keep finding ways to give our audience the familiar thing that they want from our show and also to subvert their expectations and, 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 and catch them off guard and surprise them. What they said. <laughs> 